Tuesday, May 17th, talking shop with Coach Ballgame and Coach Chop. Uh, I'm in Chicago right now, and Coach Chop, uh, you're in Arizona. How are you this morning, my brother? I'm good. I'm getting to the point out here in Arizona where uh, you got to find a little shade. You got to find a pool, and uh, you got to hydrate because it is it is a little toasty out there in the desert. So it is doing great well, though. Doing well. Beautiful. Your beard looks great. Uh, you look handsome. Um, and what'd you have for breakfast today? Uh, a little cold brew mixed with some hot water. That's really all I've had. It's right in here. Hello. And uh, yeah, it's really, really where we're at. Just a little bit of coffee and uh, let's start the pod, you know? Let's go, baby. Well, uh, I've, I've had a good morning here in Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. I, I want to, I want to recap the last four nights because it's been uh, a an epic epic little sandlot trip mini sandlot tour to toronto canada so and cool. then down here to chicago illinois i'll head back to california tomorrow um but it it starts with where i'm at right now uh which is buppa's son's house and if you don't know who buppa is um, I made a video on my YouTube uh, about the Buppa scholarship, but I got a phone call from a lady um, about two years ago, and she said my husband just uh, passed away after a long fight with cancer, and uh, before he passed, in lieu of flowers, he said, you know what, I've seen this guy coach ball game. I love what he does, and I want to send money to him, so wow. his former students and players, as he was a coach and a teacher for 50 years, they sent $20,000 to James Lowe and Tara Lowe uh, blind uh, because they, they love the Sandlot and they love the message. Uh, so what do we do with that? Well, the best value I can give to a dollar or $20,000 is to look at a kid, ask them what their name is, ask them what they had for breakfast, what's your favorite animal, and give them a nickname and then teach them to love baseball and then teach them about Roberto Clemente. That's what I can do. So we did that. We flew to Iowa and you know, we've documented this tour that I did uh, last year where we went to six different states and we coached some kids that had quit Little League, uh, but they tried this Sandlot thing that this uh, funny coach was doing. And now they're playing Little League again. They're playing catch with their dad again. They fell, fell back in love with the game because uh, they were in the right environment. <clears throat> well, I am in Buppa's uh, son's house here and this is his basement where he's got lots of bats and we'll put this up on YouTube at some point and uh, you'll be able to see this but uh, there was an artist on my trip uh, last summer that made these shoes and they had a design um, of, of every stop I made they, they, there's there's paintings of corn from uh, the field of dreams there's the arch in St. Louis there's Wrigley Field, uh, there's the Statue of Liberty from New York City, and it says Buppa on the side. Um, and, you know, pretty amazing that we were able to send a pair of these shoes to Matt Schreckengost and his wife, Megan, and they've got three kids. Um, so that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm here in Chicago, and, and we'll get to first pitch at Wrigley last night, which was my second. Um, but it started in Toronto, and it, it, it starts with a boots on the ground. There was a guy named JJ, uh, JJ Adam, who reached out over Instagram and said, 
Uh, I've played pro ball for seven years, uh, retired, and, and I love what you do. Will you bring your sandlot to Toronto? And I said, you got it. When's it stop snowing? May 15th. So we, uh, we set up two sandlots. He found the field. Meanwhile, I've got uh, five college buddies who played hockey at Brown, and it was one of their 40th birthdays. Uh, my main man, Davo, played baseball and hockey at Brown. So he pretty much united the uh, Brown baseball team and hockey team. And, and so we, uh, we celebrated his 40th birthday together. They brought all their kids into Toronto for this sandlot. And it went international for the first time. This message of, of build, build kids character and make it extremely fun. And I, I'm really starting to realize that this thing plays everywhere, man. It plays in Canada. It plays in America. It doesn't matter where it's at. A really cool moment happened um, on the second day where we're on this field and this group of ladies comes. It's a, it, it, obviously, it's like a middle school or high school team. And, uh, and they're just kind of waiting for the field. Uh, they're not pushing us to get off the field, but I could tell, okay, maybe they have the permit and we need to go to a different place. But they patiently waited. And then after about 20 minutes, they're like, you know, we have this field permitted. Um, and then, and then somebody from the city came over and was like, yeah, you, you got to get off of here. And I was like, very good. Well, I, I made a note that before we, we took all the kids to a different part of the field, let's go over here under a tree. And I want to tell the Roberto Clemente story. And maybe some of these parents or some of these players from this softball team, they'll hear it. Well, I, I definitely saw a few parents gravitating as, as I, you know, went through the, the Roberto Clemente story. And then there was a moment when the, the, the person from the city was like kicking us off and kind of being aggressive. And it definitely, there was that temptation to be like, I came 3000 miles. Um, you know, can you just give us another hour that, that, that definitely came in and I'm sure it came into some of the parents of the sandlotters I had, but during that Roberto Clemente story, it came to me this is the right thing to do. These ladies, they were supposed to be on this field. They paid to be on this field, but they waited 20 minutes and they watched you kids play. They were kind enough to just hang out when it was their, uh, their place to be. So let's give them an add a girl, one, two, three, add a girl. Um, so in that moment, we moved over to just a different part of the park. And it actually looked like a real sandlot. Like maybe 50 years ago, there was actually a diamond on this grass area. And now dogs just run around. Um, so that's where we continued our sandlot. But for the kids to see, A, doesn't matter where you play. You can play on a gravel um, patch, wherever you're at. Well, let's go over here to a you know, dog park. Put some bases down and, and play, play baseball. You can do that anywhere. And then secondly, <clears throat> you just, that's the culture of, of youth sports is no, uh, let's get in a fight over this field right now. I'm not going to let you get on this field. This is my field. The city messed up the, the plans or whatever. Um, but we didn't do that either. We didn't have an argument. We just said kindly, okay, you got it. You know, we'll find a new spot. So uh, a really epic trip to Toronto, uh, where I got to see some great friends and, and got to coach some kids. And this guy, JJ, he's going to start his own sandlots in Toronto, just like coach Texie in Utah. Um, 
he's he he loves the message. He's got what it takes. He knows the game. So I'm being pretty picky with finding uh, folks that want to carry the torch. Um, and he's the guy. He he's uh, he's got an even killed nature about him, and and just loves what what this is about. So if you're living in Toronto, look out. Coach JJ will be uh, doing his thing. Um, really cool. And then we pop down here to Chicago and uh, I'm wearing my rally caps Jersey because I was in the movie rally caps. This retired actor, uh, was asked to be in a movie, uh, called rally caps. And we shot it last September. It should come out, uh, around September, October of this year. And, um, it was first pitch night for coach ball game again. And I figured, well, let's throw the Cubs onesie on and do an impromptu sandlot before the game. So there's a little patch of artificial grass outside of Wrigley. And I got there about four 30, two hours before the game. And we did it. We, uh, we, we just started throwing a ball and I have this stick bat that we were using uh, a game of stick ball and kids just started showing up and saying, can I hit? And I said, yeah, let's get in line. The only rule to hit is you got to have a nickname. 10 minutes later, you got 25 kids out there. We're doing attaboy challenges, head first slide salutes. Uh, parents are like, who is this guy? What is this? Do you do this for a living? <laughs> and I was like, actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, and then we went in for first pitch. And it was my second time around. And, uh, and it just kind of felt a little easier to be present. I, I was I was more in the moment. The first time there was definitely more jitters. I knew what to expect here, and I could just kind of be in the moment. And I said, I got to bring my drum. I got to bring my my uh, you know that's what I'm known for. I got to get it out there and get the crowd going. So I told Clark the Cub, who I was pitching to, hey, I'm going to start beating on this drum when I get on the mound. You get the crowd clapping, bang, 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 <clears throat> and it was awesome to hear. <laughs> I it mean, was, yeah. the acoustics are great at Wrigley Field. So the, the drum was booming and you could hear, I don't know, 20, 30,000 people clapping on that beat. Uh, you know, a, a beautiful moment through the pitch, chest bump with Clark the Cub. And the best part, Bupa's grandkids, right? Bupa, uh, who had been to many a Cubs game, was actually a Pirates fan because he grew up in Pittsburgh, who the Cubs were playing last night they got to get on the field and watch the first pitch. That's cool. So uh, just a special moment, kind of full circle, give you the chills moment where Matt, you know, Bupa's son, it took some photos and videos of his kids out there. And he was like, boy, uh, the, the old man is, is looking down tonight. You know, he, he there, it was a special night. Uh, Cubs put up an eight spot in the first, couldn't, couldn't, couldn't ask for anything better. Um, and my pal Ian Happ went three for three with a walk. Uh, you had Jan Gomes out there um, just doing his thing behind the plate. It's just a great night. And, uh, and then we came home. So Toronto, Chicago, kind of similar. A lot of wall art, a lot of skinny, tall houses right next to each other. A lot of diversity, great food, great sports. Um, Toronto was a little sad. Uh, Maple Leafs lost game seven uh, in the NHL that. that night. Yeah. So that, that, that was, that was a tough night there, but uh, other than that, it was, it was uh, a plus a plus four nights, brother. 
Man, yeah, seeing the pictures, it's just a it's a different shade of green in Toronto. It's it's just like oh a gosh. beautiful landscape. Yeah, that was that was cool. Thankfully, I brought the California weather to Toronto and Chicago. It was 72 and sunny all four days, just wow. perfect. And uh, the thing I've noticed about the Sandlot tour is the bigger the city, the smaller the the um, the crowd. That's uh, the, uh, We're only getting like maybe 15, 20 kids to come in these big cities. And I think it's a lot of it's just, oh, I'm not going to go all the way across this big city or use public transit and, and all this. Whereas those small towns where everybody knows everybody, uh, we're getting uh, big numbers. But I think, you know, I go back next year to Toronto and we go to the outskirts a little bit. We go to Brooklyn or we go we go take a flight up to Halifax. Um, and that's really how it'll spread like wildfire. So um, just kind of blown away with the amount of dads that came up to me in Toronto and Chicago and talked about this podcast and how it's helped them so much to be a coach and, and even deeper than that, just being a dad. And I was like, man, the, you know, I met Chad last summer and he's the, there. They're like, no way. You guys have known each other yeah. for 20 years. I was like, I guess in some other realm we had, we right. do, but yeah, uh, we just hit it off right away. And we knew that there was this space uh, necessary, this open space of wholesome baseball content for youth. And uh, we're doing it, brother. Yeah, you got that right. Yeah, I, I feel like we've known each other for a long time, too. We're, we just are like-minded. So uh, even though our journeys were, you know, on different roads, we were, we were kind of doing the same thing. So uh, when, we, when we got connected, it was pretty easy. Pretty easy to game-recognize game is, I think, the term that folks use. Like, I saw a lot of me and you and, like, just your joy and your passion and your kindness. And, uh, yeah, you gravitate towards that. So love it. Game, recognize game. And then uh, last night, our uh, our friend of the pod, Boog Shambi, sent me a text. Hey, get up here to the booth, you know, yeah, Boog. Yeah, and I got to I got to go up there and he said, you know, I was talking to Daniel Bard about you and Chopper. And uh, when I was in Colorado and he just let me see how the sausage was made. I mean, you got Boog there. He's got three screens in front of him and you know it's got the game on two of them and the ads that he's got to read on the other one uh jim deshaies right beside him uh <laughs> the iconic view and and right. I, I put a post up on my instagram thank you boog for inviting me into the booth that narrated my youth that booth narrated my my youth there harry carey uh that was his spot uh, it was also um uh, military uh, service night. So we had uh, three gentlemen come up and sing the uh, take me out to the ball game, uh, fine servicemen of the Navy. And man, how cool was that? So uh, special night all the way around. And, you know, it's really cool to see other people get excited about this. Like, you know, dreams do come true. And I don't think I ever sitting on my living room floor watching Cubs games when I was eight thinking, yeah, I'm going to be invited twice to go throw out the first pitch. I never actually thought about that happening. I don't even think I dreamed about that happening. Um, but just embracing this journey and really falling in love with how, how hard the journey can be. And, and like, you know, these, these cliches we talk about um, uh, and, and then just, 
trying to be as kind as I can and, and, and fall in love with the process as much as I can. Then, then you get a phone call from the Cubs that, that says, Hey, let's partner up. Come, uh, you get, you get a phone call, uh, Hey, we're going to give you some money so you can go around and do a sandlot tour. Uh, you get invited to Toronto to, to run these sandlots. So, um, I'm not, I just don't think I ever dreamed I did it, or maybe I I would, I dreamed it would be possible that I could do that. But now being on that mound and being on that stage, uh, I'm sure glad I went down this path. I did, you know, I'm sure glad I, I, I didn't settle. So that's, well, and you it. know, yeah, and and just the the kids that you're impacting. Like I have my five year old in here, and he talks about you almost every day. Uh, he literally yesterday said, "Hey, do you think Coach Bogame misses me?" We're like, "Of course he does." He goes, "I miss him. I want to go back to his camp." So like that times that by all the kids that you've been in their lives. It's not just they have fun for a week. Like you're on their mind, and what you preach is on their mind year round. And, uh, and that's the impact that you're having. I can speak to it from the other side, having a, a two kids that have been to your camp. And like I said, specifically Titus is just like, every time he does anything cool, baseball wise, he brings up your name, like, Oh, coach bowl is a great coach. That's why I hit that over the fence, man. You know what I mean? Was, and that's oh, cool. That is so cool. And, and it's just, a, it's, it's a special gift that I've been given to be able to, uh, you know, have kids think that about me and, um, and, and I don't take it lightly. That is for sure. Uh, it's also pretty cool to, to just be running a sandlot in Toronto, Canada on this old dog park and, and have, have passersby just stop and watch yeah. and then come over and, and say, how can I be a part of this? You know, and it's just all we're doing is cheering for every batter and dancing on a toilet and giving out fist bumps to everybody that gets out. Um, and, and people want to gravitate towards that. People are really, really hungry uh, for that. I, I, I also wanted to touch on, on an interesting moment that happened uh, in a restaurant right before the Cubs game. And it, a guy had a Roberto Clemente shirt on. And I'm like, oh, man, that is awesome. And he's like, yeah, I know you. Uh, I've seen you on TikTok and Instagram. I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah, and I was thank thanks for following he's like yeah you blocked me oh no got him <laughs> meanwhile there's two people right in between us two and uh and and they almost spit out their food they're like yeah this isn't awkward this and i was fun. like oh wow okay well um i blocked you i can remember blocking maybe like five or six people since i've had tiktok or instagram yeah. so i was like did you say something mean and you, you could tell that he was like, no, I, I was, I think I was critiquing a video that you did about hitting and, uh, and, and, you know, it, it, I think it was a, it was a very awkward, weird moment. Yeah, That's uh, funny. of course, because I, I, I can think of maybe a handful of people that I blocked, but it's usually like, they don't have a chance of, I, I don't have a chance of kind of turning their, you know, changing their tune or either they're vulgar, filthy, or um, just constantly like going and going and going and going and going and kind of filling up the comment section with, with toxicity. And, um, and, and, you know, it, it was also a really kind of an interesting moment of where like, I, I think you have more confidence when you're on your 
computer or on your phone uh, by yourself to to kind of say uh, things that I mean, and maybe he wasn't trying to be mean. He he was talking as if I, I didn't think I was being too mean or anything like that. I was just trying to critique, but I have a pretty lenient, um, you know, I'm pretty lenient when it comes to these things. I'll let a lot of things slide, but if I got I'm something like, for you, coach, I got something for you. The next time that happens and you're in public and someone comes up and says, I know you, you blocked me. You look at them calmly and compassionately and you say, sir, I didn't block you. You blocked yourself. <laughs> and there it is. And then you just tap them on the shoulder and you calmly walk away. <laughs> well, the funny thing is it ended very amicably and we shook hands and he's like, I love what you're doing. I love what you're yeah. about. So behind all of those comments that I think uh, warrant being blocked, I just can't handle it anymore. Is that, you know, is that message? So uh wow he blocked himself uh, interesting very uh, you very came up yesterday in a text thread with me uh evan longoria longo sent a text with me and uh craw with you on the when your cubs onesie singing about how you're gonna do the first pitch <clears throat> and he just said this guy's very unique and uh <laughs> which is great and uh and i i said like lol and then i said yeah i feel like you really missed an opportunity to play a song by chicago because uh. you went with a song by journey <laughs> Uh, highway run i believe if i understood it correctly and I right. said, hey, you really missed opportunity there by not going with the chicago song missed up but it's the only <laughs> song i really know on the piano so yeah. i had to mix it in somehow Love that. um but uh, longo the moment he had when he got the hit off albert did you guys discuss that at all where he, he got the game ball that was a special moment and something i wanted to hit on with you is uh, another uh friend of the pod albert Pujols. Uh, he had like two or three hits and then they're up by 15 runs or something. And he comes in and pitches, dude. Amazing. What'd you think of that? I just, that was what a moment. Yeah. For Cardinals fans and a Cardinal legend, you know, and Albert's just such a special human that he, he appreciates it. Uh, I don't think it has the same effect if Barry Bonds does it, you know, uh, Albert's just this lovable, uh, you know, beloved guy from by opponents and media and the fans and yeah it was really cool i i, I loved that moment that cool. i heard uh my my pal trevor ploof who uh he and chris rose do talking baseball which is a daily deal for me it's just a little 25 minute recap of the day of baseball and they do a great job with it and he said um it's like albert never left st louis he just looks right. so at home in that cardinals uniform and, you know, when he's on base and Molina's hitting bombs and they're hugging each other and Wayno's throwing a no-no, it's like those three guys uh, are going to have, they're going to have some monuments in at Bush. That's for sure. And seeing him go out with his pants high and, and, and pitch, I mean, come on, that's every that cool. kid's dream. And what I, I texted him, I said, you brought a lot of joy to many different people last night with that right and and it it went viral obviously uh, you know because it's so different he's the he and Babe Ruth are the only guys with 600 yeah. plus home runs that have pitched and uh, you know you could tell this is the last year and that was his childhood dream that was a bucket list deal to get that done at Bush oh Amazing. so good and then Longo gets the hit and he gets the ball might be you know one of the that very few, if if the only ball that 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 you know somebody got a base hit off of 
600 homer uh, guy. He's getting that thing signed. Longo's, yeah, that's an automatic. He signs it, Albert signs it, or maybe just Albert signs it. But yeah, that ball's getting signed. And Albert's got a great autograph. It's yeah. so legible and beautiful. So I love that moment. And yeah, two friends of the pod. It's crazy to think like every big moment that's happening in MLB. Oh, had him on the pod, had him on yeah. the pod. Good We've stuff. Had some guests. Good. We've had some guests. Good people doing good things. Um, well, uh, that's all I've got on my end. What do you got on your end, brother? You got any anything? Man, uh, you know, it's funny. I'm like deep into this uh high school coaching uh you know matrix, if you will. I've written out our schedule for next year. I have it on my whiteboard and I've identified for lack of a better term, threats. So three or four players on the opposing team that we have to be mindful of. It's high school, so most of these lineups aren't, you know, laden with threats, but there's two or three on every team you got to watch out for. So it's funny, man. I've got this schedule, and I'm just staring at it. I've got my depth chart right to the right of it, and uh, I'm just figuring out how we're going to be successful next year. we got a young group, um, talented group, uh, we're going to go, I, I ordered uh, wristbands, like the sign system. I'm going all in. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, we're, we're gonna have to play a different brand of baseball next year. It's going to be a lot of bunning and hitting, hitting and running and uh, similar to the Cardinals uh, time capsule where they bring it back with Wainwright and Yachty and Pujols. I'm taking it back to the early two thousands here. And, uh, and we're going to play a little small ball, maybe the early 1900s. We're going, we're going further back. Let's go. Yeah. So it's going to be fun, but it's like, it's this really cool challenge of like, okay, we had 12 seniors and had a really great season. Now act two is a totally different landscape with, you know, three, three sophomores returning one freshman returning, and then a whole crop of, of just new young studs. And there's some studs coming in, but it's, it's going to be fun. I'm, I'm really excited. Last, this last year, everyone expected us to be really good. Um, we're going to surprise a lot of people this year. I feel like so that starts go. now starts now with identifying threats and ordering wristbands and figuring out, uh, you know, how to, how to navigate, how to navigate a new season with a, just a nasty schedule. I mean, we're playing, we're playing some teams that are just really, really, really good. Uh, for six games. It's crazy. Fun. Come yeah, in the first, as the underdog. Yeah. First six games are nasty. We're playing, we're a three, a team. We're playing four and five, a teams, really, really, really talented four a teams. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait. So, uh, doing that summer ball starts May 30th, got a U.S. baseball Academy camp coming up in June. And then, uh, it's June 27th through the 30th, uh, 730 to one at Pushridge. And then actually a Chad chop baseball camp, July 25th through the 28th, also at Pushridge. So that'll be fun. Can't wait. Let's go. And those are yeah. uh, in, all in the Arizona area, I'm guessing. Those are right here in Oroville. Yeah, right at my uh, at my high school. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do nicknames. We're going to have Otter Pops. We're going to have the hose going so we can keep it Gosh. cool. Got to yeah, have that hose. You got to have um, Got to have the, you know, find you a big tree and, and tell some stories under. You got under a big that. tree too. Let's go. Let's yeah, go. We're dialed in. I got a little grassy knoll and a tree. Yeah, I'm going to give me a lot of tree of ball game. Man, maybe it's, it's called the tree of life. Tree. Tree call the tree of life. Yeah, bang. call it the tree of life. I already Christian school. Tree of life. Bang. bang. I think I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'm gonna leaf that leaf. It called. I don't know. I'm trying to go with a pun with leaf. <laughs> <laughs> I oh my yeah. gosh! Well, that's yeah, great. Yeah, that. 
yeah, man, trying to figure out uh, if we're going to do any summer trips. We're then that got to understand this is my first summer without Major League Baseball, right? It's been eight years where I don't have this space of like, wow, we could literally do anything. Usually, I'm I'm a a master to the schedule, so to speak. Um, but now it's options are endless. We could go anywhere. Brand new. Well, brand new. I'll say uh, I I took a I took a note right out of Chad Chop's playbook um, for a quote of the day: uh, detach uh, your joy from from the results. Your joy it's has to be detached from the results. And I got so many people like, man, that relates to all walks of life, all walks of life. And it uh, it makes so much sense to that guy batting two hundred last night who uh, who felt like they got a bad call from from the umpire of but we're detaching our joy from that result, from that outcome, and just process, process, process. Uh, and it could be tough to look up at that scoreboard and see, you know, the batting average and the numbers kind of down for some of these MLB players. And, uh, and, and it goes all the way down the line, college, high school, everything, but some way find a, find a way to detach. And I just want to thank you for that great quote you you you're you're heavy with great quotes and that's that's a strong one yeah for me uh especially later in my career because I had a really hard time you know with a with a bad call or even you know an 0 for 2 you know and very often I would turn an 0 for 2 into an 0 for 4 and then later on in my career I was able to change my mind kind of so to speak and open up the door for success and I didn't ensure it because if it ensured it, I think that would make the game pretty boring. Uh, if you could just like mentally turn it into a success every time, then that would get old. It would lose its luster. But opening up the opportunity, if I was 0 for 2, I would tell myself, hey, 2 for 4 is not bad. And I already ate my vegetables. Now it's time to have a lot of fun. Um, and, and that really helped me because it just it got you back into the moment, almost anticipating success. Whereas in the game of baseball, we've all been through it where you're 0 for 20 and you're just you couldn't hit water if you fell out of a boat and you're just dreading going to the play. You're on deck and you're like, this is not going to go well. And, uh, and that's just, that's what this game can do to you. That's what life can do to you sometimes. So anticipating a positive outcome, I think is super powerful. Um, and as coaches, we've got to find ways. Like we talked about that game we lost in state where we were down five zero and called the kids up and said, Hey, if we are who we believe we are, it's about to get really fun right here. And instead of getting boat raced, we put up three runs and got back in the game and really had a real opportunity to win the game. As a coach, that's your job. That's your job is to find a way to keep your guys positive and anticipating a good outcome. Um, and part of that is in your preparation. You get your confidence through your preparation. The kids know they're prepared and they know they're equipped with the ability to come back from a, maybe a negative play or a negative result. And, and that's kind of a, a superpower we can give our kids as coaches. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal. Detaching your, yourself from the result and just trusting the process and your preparation and the guy next to you is really powerful. I've had a few emails come in from assistant coaches who uh, listen to the pod, love the message, um, but they're kind of going up against it with, with a head coach or with, with a culture of, okay, uh, we've got to win this game. We've got to win uh, this season, win this championship. And 
my advice, he's like, what's your advice? You know, how do we go about this? Uh, Cause there's some, there's some toxic things coming from it. And I said, so that everybody's priority list goes win the game, develop the skills, have fun, build character uh, one to four. How can you flip that to where the priorities start? Number one, build character. Number two, have fun. Number three, build the skills. And then last, win the game. How can you flip that? And if, if, if we can create this culture of winning is building character, meaning 100% effort, control the controllables, show up early, stay late, work a little extra harder, be a little more kind, um, go up to that umpire before the game and say, I'm going to make mistakes today. You're going to make mistakes today, but we're human beings and we're going to have dignity uh, towards each other. And, and there's going to be no yelling at you uh, being able to do that. Looking through that lens, because that's priority one, winning the game and having the most runs on the scoreboard, it comes in last place. So there you go. That's not going to happen. And then number two, having fun, right? How can you throw those Skittles out after a triple? How can you sing a fun song in the dugout uh, to, to kind of lighten up the, uh, the kids? How can you send an email to the parents before the game saying, we're not going to yell. We're not going to uh, uh, spread negativity during games. We're not going to wish or will our kid to win. Um, let's have a birthday party out here. And, um, and then three, Skill development. Yeah. How can we build those skills? That's winning. We're building our skills. You're getting, you're overcoming this fear of the baseball step by step. Uh, we're developing our skills. That's winning. We haven't even gotten to the scoreboard yet. Right. And, and I know you're up against it as an assistant coach when the head coach, the other coach, all the parents, the league is all saying you got to win the game and make the all-stars. Um, but Hey, we gotta, we gotta try. You, you gotta, you gotta fight for what, for what you believe in. So that that's the goal. And for any head coaches out there uh, and, and commissioners of little leagues have a priority list and set that clear one, we want to build these kids character. We want them to become a great brother, sister, server, of their community, um, maybe a great coach one day, a great father, a great mother. That's number one, right? Number two, we want to engage them so much that they got to come back tomorrow, right? From all walks, from, from the most elite player uh, to the newcomer uh, that was so fun. And you were able to meet them on their own playing field uh, and be present that they want to come back tomorrow. And, and boy, is that going to help them down the road when they're being uh, tempted by other people to go do wrong things, you know, make bad choices. No, I got a baseball practice. I got, I got this other community that that's building me up. I want to go do that. Uh, and then number three, build those skills, build them up uh, and do it in a fun way. Um, I really feel like if, if you've hit numbers one and two, they'll sign up for number three. They'll want to get better at their skills. They'll run to get better at their skills. Uh, whereas if you are trying to win the game so much that it's your number one priority, I think they're going to walk slowly towards that training room. Uh, a little there it's going to feel like work and they're going to always feel afraid to fail and that fear uh, can hold you back so uh 
that, that was that was one thing that that has has come in a few times uh, about how, how do I practically go about this? How can I help shift this culture? And we're doing it one podcast at a time, one guest at a time. And um, that was my that was my advice. And and when you when you prioritize winning uh, as a head coach, if you prioritize winning, you're going to miss the opportunity to teach kids how to deal with adversity. And what I mean by that is if all I care about is winning, when the umpire makes a bad call, I'm going to lose my mind and embarrass him and talk about how wronged we were. And, you know, he took the game out of our hands and this, that, and the other, and then you're going to pass that on to these kids. And when something doesn't go their way, they're going to throw a fit and a tantrum and things outside of their control are going to control them. Uh, so as a coach, you got to be mindful of every situation with the goal of, what tools am I giving these young men to equip them for life? Right. So, okay. Umpire made a bad call. Yeah, he sure did. It was a terrible call. It was, that was a very, very, very bad call. I've seen a lot of bad calls and that's right up there with the worst of them. But now what are we going to do about it? We can't change it. We can't affect it. He didn't try to make a bad call. If he ever sees the tape, he's going to really regret that call too. But now what? So what now? What, what are we going to do? How are we going to overcome it? Uh, and that's the power of looking at a different lens as a coach of looking at a lens of, okay, I've got the good Lord's blessed me with 15 young men or 20 young men that I'm in charge of. And I get to see these kids five days a week, sometimes six days a week, you know, for three, four hours a day, I see them way more than mom and dad see them. Okay. So what am I going to do with it? Am I going to win some high school baseball games or some little league baseball games that'll be forgotten within a week, or are we going to really impact their lives? Um, and that's, that's what separates the good coaches from like the, the great coaches and the coaches that, you know, you always say it. And I love that play for, well, if they know that you care about them and you're trying to equip them for life, they're coming back and the winning will take care of itself. You're going to win what you're supposed to win or lose. Who cares? Ultimately. Uh, I told my kids that after we lost, I was like, listen, boys, we didn't get to where we wanted to go. I'm so proud of what we did to get this far. Um, but only one team goes as far as they want to go. And then everyone else fell short. So big deal. You know, uh, we did everything in our power and I'm super, super proud of that. I'm proud of you guys. And the only reason why I'm emotional, because I won't be able to see you guys every day. Mm -hmm. That's, and that's real and sincere. And if you're a coach who, and don't get me wrong, anyone that knows me knows I'm competitive as all get out. Like I, I, I'm not, if you and I, you know, we did a sunflower seed eating contest. Yeah. I beat you by eight seeds. You know, I'm not, I'm not one to not, if there's, if we're keeping score, I'm trying to have the highest score. Um, but with that said, more important than that is how, how are we impacting these kids' lives? You know? Yeah. So I had a coach say, we're 0 and 13 and we have, we have, we have gotten, we've all got nicknames and we've, we've sung songs and danced on toilets and, and come up with fun cheers and built this family together. And, uh, created a group of, of uh, that that they feel safe they can communicate with each other and these friendships that are going to last forever but we're 0 and 13 i said the all those things you just listed before you said your record that should be celebrated and that should yeah. be screamed from the mountaintops because that is winning um does it hurt to lose a game? Absolutely. What about 13 in a row? <sighs> Absolutely. Right. And, and I, I want to compete when I go play golf, I want to win. 
And I, I, I love to win. I think we all love to win, but it's what kind of glasses you're putting on, right? We want to win. One team's going to do it. 50 teams are not. So what kind of glasses do you have on that you're looking through um, that can slow that heartbeat down when you lose and can help you breathe and say, what is important here? Well, these kids just built friendships for life. These kids just learned a hundred different life skills that are going to help them when they get fired from a job or when they um, lose a family member, whatever it might be, they're going to look back on this and they're going to think, yeah, this is how I can respond. I can relate to this moment because of that. And boy, oh boy, uh, it, you're, you're, you're not just a good coach. You're a great coach when you're, when you're changing lives like that, not just changing a game. So um, what about, what about those kids too? What about those kids where they look back on that season and they say, man, my coach loved me, even though we were 0 13, like our job was to win, but we didn't win. We didn't do our job, but my coach loved me and showed me unconditional love. And we still had fun. And that was one of the funniest seasons I've ever had. And we didn't win a single game. Like that's a coach. Yep. You know, that's that, coach. that those kids will go to battle for that coach. And those kids will, will come back next year. Uh, stronger and better uh, because of that guy, because of that lady that that pushed them to be a good person uh, and and to find the fun in baseball. I think everybody's seen this video that's gone viral. This kid and the mom is videoing it, and it it, uh, it she's saying something like, "Put your hands together, or put your hands up, or put the bat higher." And the catcher gets up, calls timeout, and helps the kid get his hands where they need to be. And the next pitch, he hits it, you know, after a bunch of swings and misses. And at, at our Sandlots, yeah, we call that a sportsmanship salute. Uh, but that was some great sportsmanship. Just wanted to get that, that kid a shout out, man. That, that guy, he deserves a baseball card and he deserves a medal. He deserves attaboy. a trophy for that. So it's a big attaboy those. for that. And, and great to see that going viral. That's good stuff. Yeah. So what's, what's next for you on your tour? Where are you, uh, where are you headed? What's the next? Uh... So we uh, we're dialing it in with major league baseball and oh. the plan is next weekend, Denver for just a day. Uh, and I'll bring my drum and my baseball cards and I'll have a station at all these play ball events with MLB where uh, kids will, will work with former major leaguers or college players, and then they'll rotate through to my sandlot and, that's where they'll get the nickname. That's where they'll get the Roberto Clemente story. That's where they'll get uh, the coach ball game fun. And so Denver, uh, the 21st, and then New York City, June 4. Um, and then Detroit later that month. And then we've got All-Star Game in L.A. mid-July. We've got Little League World Series end of August. And uh, we'll, we'll pop into three or four more places uh, uh, this summer. And then on top of that, June 6, we start summer camps in Orange County. So two weeks in Orange County, then June 20 over to North Carolina for two weeks, uh, all around that beautiful state, and then take the week of the fourth off and, and relax with my family. And then back out to Orange County for, uh, four more weeks of summer camp before our Sandlot tour. Milwaukee, Madison, 
Iowa, St. Louis, Nashville, and uh, we'll be all over Georgia and South Carolina to close up August. And then, uh, then it'll be fall. Then it'll St. Be Louis, fall. Uh, is that with the, uh, the special ed kids again in St. Louis? Oh, yes. That'll be with the Pujols Family Foundation. I just checked that out. So uh, we'll do, we'll do a, uh, we'll do a sandlot on the 13th at the Gateway Grizzly Stadium in St. Louis. And that's for everybody. And then that Monday, it'll be for the Pujols Family Foundation. And it's an off day for the Cardinals, which oh, makes cool. me think there might be some St. Louis Cardinals that could come uh, to that, which would be awesome. Uh, so hope, hope, hoping for that. Uh, Debbie yeah. wants to go to that. So I got to give her the date on that. She'll fly. St. Lou. Before. That'll be Monday, August 15. Okay. And uh, just lock it in. Yeah. Dark box it. Coach Deb. Uh, we Coach we were talking about Coach Deb, Coach Diesel. We, we've got a she like she'll she'll call and she'll give us some advice on our house loan. And we're like, that lady will change the world yeah. <laughs> with just with her energy, just with She's, her vibe. Uh, yeah. She'll change the world. How can we get her on the coach ball game staff to find us great coaches? That's what, that's yeah. where my mind went. Like she could probably find us 50 great coaches in 50 States in about nine hours. Uh, that's just yeah. like the energy she has. So. Um, well, and she's great yeah. too. With like, like we're obviously in an industry where, you know, the lending industry where you're, your job is to bring in loans, right? So, right. well, we had this lady a couple of days ago uh, and she called up and she's like, yeah, I'm getting a divorce. I need to sell, I need to, I need to refinance, right? And so she has like a really, really, really good rate. Most lenders make, all right, cool. Yeah, we'll refinance you. And it's gonna, it's a terrible decision for you, but like, yeah, we'll do it because we're gonna make money and that's our job. Well, Deb's like, no, she's like coaching her through like, okay, this is just not the best option for you. You're gonna be a single mom with this huge payment and your interest rate's going to go from a 2.2 to 5.5. It's just not, it's not the play. So she's getting her with a realtor. She trusts and like, let's sell your house. You have a ton of equity. Let's find a, a smaller home. It's just you and your daughter. And just like really cares about people. Right. And that's what you guys can sense. And obviously I sensed and thankfully married her, but like the, the level of energy combined with the amount of care that she has for people, uh, is special yeah and she started 100% her own school selfless yeah, it's 100% yeah she started selfless. her own school uh her own speed school so she's got she's got 25 kids uh yeah signed up for her speed school which is cool it's starting up here soon so well i mean just just go ahead and shoot me a text when you're ready to start your own chad chop sandlot out there and we'll get it up yeah, on right? our website and just bang just do it me, me and deb come on Changing you lives. kidding me yeah, yeah, she could she could do a girl's sandlot, you could do a boy's sandlot, uh, co-ed, whatever. But yeah, you guys, um, you can forego the franchise fee and you don't even have to take the course. You've got it if you're in. <laughs> love, love that. Let's go. Well, hey. Well, I'm excited for your tour, man. That's, that's going to be awesome. And I know Titus is coming for sure. Uh, in one of your, one of those weeks in July, he'll be there. He's, like I said, he brings you up every day, so. Bring Thanks it. Let's go are. watch. Let's go watch a Dodgers game uh, after camp. I'm in. Maybe a little golf too. Just need that. Now let's give Tommy Gold a round of applause. He has finished college and uh, at a boy, oh, Tommy. Tommy Gold. Gold. Proud of you. Proud of you for uh, uh, getting through the, the tough ending of this school season. And um, hey, you're the man at a boy. 
Yeah, have a great week. Uh, working on Tim Hudson, he said he would come on, so we just got to lock in a date. That'd be really cool. Huddy's that'll be great. Great, great storyteller. Uh, coaching at Auburn, so we can talk about his coaching as well as his playing and just the difference yes. there. And uh, he's a volunteer uh, volunteer assistant and pitching coach at Auburn, so that's pretty cool. That's going to be great. Oh, Huddy's can't awesome. wait to dial up some trivia on him. And he coached his son too. He coached a lot of club ball too, so he'll he'll have a he'll have a really good lens for everything we're talking about. And he'll, I'm sure he'll have some experiences. He can talk about where it went sideways with opponents yep. uh, coaching, how they're coaching their kids, but knowing Huddy, uh, I mean, he's, a, he's talk about a slow pulse guy. I'm sure he, yeah. he's, he's coaching the right way. So love it. We'll effort, we'll effort that we'll get him on here. Outstanding. Well, folks, uh, keep on listening and, and uh, any, Anybody you know that you're like, yeah, I think they could use a steady stream of resources to help their help them coach or help them parent uh, through a season. Send them, send them this. This is what it's here for. So uh, proud of it, proud of it, and I'll keep raking. Hey, rake. Have a great week. Appreciate you. Get home safe. And uh, man, what a great last four days for you. It's fun following uh, following your journey, getting to see all the pictures and videos you're sending our way. Keep sending them. Heaven. Bang.